Welcome back, WNBA Nation. We have missed you. My name is Kyle Haywood, and I am joined today by my good friend, Logan. Logan, it's been too long since we put out just a regular episode. How have you been, dude? Dude, you knew, you knew if, uh, if you've been listening to the show for multiple years, we were going to have your back for, for the playoff preview. We weren't going to miss oh, yeah. the playoff preview. We've, uh, all four of us have been trying to figure out a time desperately over the last like week that we could get together. Um, work meetings have run long. Um, weird schedules have, have led to me sleeping during the day. Like it's, it's been, it's been kind of a trip, but we got your back. I think we're all, we're all, we, I, I bet you that if you like scheduled out our sleep patterns across the four of us for the last like three weeks, that there might only be two total hours that all four of us were asleep at the same time. Because I know how early Jason wakes up. I know how early I wake up. And I also know how early Jason and I go to bed. Um, And I know your sleep schedule has been weird. But also I've had some like random super late nights. And it has been... It's been a it's been a, a rough couple of weeks. <laughs> but we but, get to relax and watch what's about to happen as professional athletes go and lay their bodies on the line for guts and glory here over the next couple of weeks, which I'm I'm really excited about. My favorite thing in the world is uh watching playoff basketball from the from the comfort of my orange hoodie and my couch. So Yes. <laughs> very um, excited. S- Logan, this is actually kind of an anniversary of the show. That's right. We technically kicked off our our podcast covering the playoffs back in 2017. So let's see, 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21. This is our fifth year of playoff coverage uh, as a podcast. And this is basically five years ago is when you first were hearing from us um, ever. So happy five-year anniversary, Logan. Dude, that's a long time. That's pretty for time. a podcast. That's a that is a long time. Podcasts Most, uh, usually don't, yeah, don't go I, that long. I know the stats on like small businesses are pretty poor in terms of like how many get to the five year mark. I'm assuming yeah. the podcast mark is a pretty similar like drop off. Oh. So uh, yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure that's probably the case. Good, good for us and good for you listeners for keeping this thing going and um you know, helping us. We've had a lot of changes this year that you've been really patient with as we switched over to being on the blue wire network and Twitch. Um, change, yeah. We, we got Twitch streaming going. We did away with our Patreon system. Uh, we, we put out new merch. We had, you know, different breaks in our schedule, but um, this is probably the most consistent we've been able to be throughout a season. Um, and I am excited for what we're going to be able to do in the off season this year. We're not just going to leave you hanging in the off season. So stick around after the playoffs because we have plenty of stuff coming your way then too. Um, but holy crap, that's a, that's a, that's a feat, you know, absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm proud of how well we've gotten to know the league over the, the course of the last <laughs> couple of years, because it, it makes me feel like we're helping new listeners accomplish that, that same thing. Um, mm. And that was the whole point of starting this is we were like, oh, there's this gap in coverage where we want to learn more about this league. And there's, you know, there's not a lot of resources we can turn to. 
So as long as we continue to to provide that for for you listeners and for the WNBA nation in general, I'm happy. Absolutely. Logan, we officially are going to be starting the playoff previews here pretty soon. But before we do that, a couple quick notes that uh, that I want to make. First of all, if you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to the episode that drops right before this one, um, we had a chance to have Rachel Ellering as a guest on our show. Steve uh, sat down for about an hour with Rachel Ellering of Impact Wrestling fame. Um, she's a big deal. And she had a Twitter thread recently about, you know, the importance of women's basketball and in particular Diana Taurasi, um, on her and her life as she, uh, kind of developed and, and kind of helped really lead her into the career that she has as a professional wrestler today. She even has a signature move called the DT3. Um, if you want her takes on women's basketball and, uh, a little bit of, uh, uh, professional wrestling as well, go check that out. One of the, Maybe the best like interview performance by any of the four of us. Steve did a fantastic job, probably because he has such a great knowledge of both. These are probably like his two biggest passions is, uh, is, you know, the WNBA and, uh, um, uh, and professional wrestling. And so it was great. I'm so glad that he was able to do that interview. It was such a fun time. So go check that out. Logan, other ways that they can interact with us other than just listening here on the show. Why don't you give us the rundown of how they can be in contact with us and interact with us? Boom. Number one, you can go to twitch.tv slash WNBA nation to watch us live stream our, uh, live stream our episodes. Live streaming isn't a thing. Um, <laughs> live stream our episodes over there. You can comment throughout the episode. Give us uh, some talking points. If you, if you want to make your opinion be known as you've, as you've known over the course of the season, we've kind of, we've called out takes here and there that we thought were, were cool or answered questions that we thought were relevant from people in the chat on the stream. Plus you get to see uh, some of the swag that Kyle comes out wearing for the show, uh, which <laughs> is sort of fun. Speaking of swag, you can get merch uh, from the show. We've, we've updated a lot of the looks. You can do that at wnbnation.storenv.com store envy with little, the one little E store and envy share an E in that, in that address. Um, WNBAnation.storeNB.com for all of your WNBA Nation gear needs, especially for the playoffs or if you plan on going to a, a playoff game um, now or in the future. We want to we want to see you sport the gear, so uh, that would be that'd be pretty cool. We we want to be, be fun to go to a game and see someone in our shirts. That'd yeah, be sweet. Yeah, uh, that would or that would give me the warm fuzzies. Uh, and then sticking with that theme, you can rate our podcast uh, on lots of different platforms. If you get on Apple, Apple Podcasts, you know that five-star reviews help shows like ours get found um, by other people looking for content like ours. So if you go on and give us a five-star review, we will read that review on the air and we will give you props and we will give you a loud standing applause. Um, <laughs> just remind me that I said that because we don't always give you that offer, but I'll, I'll, I'll do it if you, if you put it in your review. Um, so rate, subscribe, like, listen, donate, get merch, all of that good stuff. And lastly, you can follow us on Twitter at WMB Nation Pod um, to kind of follow the conversation and know when we're going to be on recording, when we're going to be on the Twitch stream, um, when we're going to you know be watching watching games together, how we feel about how the playoffs are going. Um, you're going to get all the best. Rachel Galligan and Rachel Ellering retweets from our feed. <laughs> if you don't follow them already, so go follow those. Um, those are the plugs. 
go ahead and get those out of the way now. Uh, if you if you missed any of them, you can just stop right now and press rewind a couple times and start them over again. And uh, once you're ready, we can just dive right into our playoff preview. Absolutely, We've got a couple of a uh, couple of little quick news bits that we want to touch on before uh, our playoff preview here. First of all, a big announcement coming through. Dick's Sporting Goods is now an official marketing partner of the WNBA beginning immediately in 2021. This is huge news. Um, uh, they are, um, they're, they're a huge retail, obviously a major sporting goods, one of the biggest in the United States, uh, if not the biggest. I'm trying to think if there is a, a larger sporting goods, um, store that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, but they're planning right now. They already have done a fantastic job of this, but they're planning on continuing to carry an assortment of authentic WNBA sports apparel and equipment, uh, n- newly debuted Nike jerseys for every WNBA team, Wilson WNBA basketballs, T-shirts, WNBA logo woman hoodies, right? The the orange hoodie uh, mania that we've seen. Um all 12 WNBA markets will have Dick Sporting Goods uh, in them and be able to carry WNBA merchandise. Um, huge announcement. Really excited about that. Great partnership. And I think, um, you know, it, it's something that is mutually beneficial for both of them. Dick Sporting Goods continues to get their name out there. And then uh, one of the biggest issues with being a WNBA fan is is being able to get merch uh, uh, in in an easy way. And so this is going to help out with that. Logan, what was your thoughts when, uh, when you saw that announcement come through? Uh, I want to be able to get jerseys. I want to be able to get them easily. <laughs> I want to be able to get the heroin editions and this gets yes. us a step closer. Uh, we've also, <laughs> one of the, speaking of being around for five years, remember when we first started the show and we were like, Hey, it's impossible to find a WNBA basketball anywhere. <laughs> like yes. you just can't get one. Um, so this helps with that too. It's, it's awesome. Again, I, one of the biggest things the league can do is, is super simple. It's just be present and be visible. Um, and for so long, it's fought to get coverage, get on ESPN instead of being shoved to like side networks and, and not getting like, like prime viewing times or being on the main channel. But every time it's made a move, to just get in front of people, the ratings have gone way up. You know, things have, you know, sales of the new jerseys this year, I'm sure were great. Like the, the, there's so much room for growth in the league that this is really exciting because now the average person is going to walk into Dick's Sporting Goods, see men's and women's basketball jerseys there and be like, that is a normal thing. Like, <laughs> and the more you could just normalize like female athletes, like, like wearing their names on, on your back and um, kind of sporting, sporting their colors, like the, the more the league is going to grow. And that's, that's exciting. It's also exciting. I know Steve isn't on uh, right now, but it's exciting to both of us because we like the designs of these new jerseys and kind of the new branding that the WNBA has allowed each of its teams to establish this year is yes. so far superior to anything that we've seen in the last. I love that years. it's not like templated jerseys like yeah, we've seen the I, last. I don't know how while. excited I would be about this if it was like like last year's uniforms. I'd be like, oh, that's cool, <laughs> I guess. But now it's like, yes, this is because people want it, and like, you never know how. Like, what I, I don't think the league is anywhere close to its ceiling in terms of viewership or merch sales because there's still so many things they can do like this. That can lead to big things. So 
It's cool. Love it. Um, one other, uh, another announcement that, uh, we should make is that we officially have the final results for the 2021 WNBA peak performers. That means the leaders in each of the three categories of rebounds, assists, and points per game. Um, your official 2021 scoring leader is Tina Charles, uh, to the surprise of absolutely nobody. nobody. Um, this is her second time. Uh, being the WNBA scoring leader, um, super, uh, uh, y- you know, super, super huge shout out to her. She's played an absolutely insane season, done a fantastic, fantastic time, uh, or fantastic job, uh, trying to lead a, a pretty shorthanded Washington Mystic squad throughout the year. 2021 rebounding leader is none other than John Quell Jones. Uh, this is the third time in her career that she's led the league in rebounds, joining 2019 and 2017. So John Quell's rebounding, um, uh, basically picked up, um, on the every other year, uh, trend that the Minnesota Lynx championships, uh, left off with. So, uh, John Quell Jones picking it up 2017, 2019, 2021 rebounding leader. She finished with 11.2 rebounds per game. I, can't remember if I mentioned Tina Charles, 23.4 points per game. Um, 2021 assist leader is Courtney Vandersloot. Again, probably to the surprise of nobody. Um, this is her fifth consecutive season and her sixth, sixth time in the last seven seasons that she's won this award. You got to go back to 2016 before, uh, you can find someone else being the assist leader on the season. So, um, which is, here's what's interesting about all three of these, uh, scenarios, Logan. All of them, like, won the, like, like, did this in a huge margin. For example, Tina Charles was 2.9 points per game, uh, oh, excuse me. Yeah, 2.9 points per game above second place Brittany Griner. John Quill Jones, 1.1 rebounds per game over Sylvia Fowles in second place. And Courtney Vandersloot, 2.2 assists per game ahead of Natasha Cloud, who was in second there. Um, all of them were significantly ahead of the rest of the field when it came to their respective, uh, category leadership. Um, Thoughts on on these three and and the impact that they make uh, in different facets of the game. Um, I'll start with Tina and Courtney, which are just like obvious stat getters um, over the over the past few seasons. If you've been watching them, you I don't know if you were to you know take a shot in the dark at the beginning of the season as to who would lead in various categories. Those are like really safe bets. Um, and then I'll move to John Quill Jones, who for most of the season has been my MVP. Um, and I, I haven't seen a lot other than the fact that the Connecticut Sun roster is stacked full of talent. There's not a lot of arguments against John Quill Jones, unless you're in probably the Tina Charles camp or the Asia Wilson camp. Like there's definitely other names in the discussion. Um, but for me, she's been so consistent and so good that despite missing five games early in the season, um, just with how strong Connecticut is moving into the postseason, I I think she deserves the award. That's probably a discussion for a whole different day. But of those three stat leaders, that's the one who stands out the most to me. Maybe that's not fair to uh, to Charles, who's like got a spot on <laughs> like the the W twenty five list, and Courtney Vandersloot, who's averaged so many assists over the course of the last couple of seasons in a row that we've kind of gone 
numb when we see that number. Um, but even she, I mean, even on an here's the thing with Courtney's team. Yeah, yeah, Courtney has Courtney averaged one and a half assists less this year per game and still beat the second place by like two assists per game. Yeah, she's always like think about <laughs> how up and down this sky team was. Like they they were a top half of the league offense for most of the year, but there were a lot of times they didn't look particularly good and she still put up numbers that no one can really even touch. So she's just incredible. Uh, I think she's been the best point guard in the game for the large majority of the time we've been covering the league in the last five years. Right. Um, I'm, I'm really interested. This is, Ooh, this is like getting way ahead of ourselves, but I'm really interested <laughs> in what Chicago does this off season. Cause they have some hard choices I, to make. <laughs> I love how frequently during the off season, we talk about things that are going to happen during the season. And Almost as frequently during the season, we talk about what's co- what's coming the next off season. Oh, certainly. <laughs> it's just it's, but it really is. It's a year round like excitement that we have for this league. So, um, yeah, great call out. I agree, Logan. Let's get on to our playoff preview. Let's do this thing. Um, for those of you new to the league, we have uh we, we want to just give you a little bit of an idea of how playoffs work in the WNBA. It's a little bit different from your traditional playoff format that you see in other leagues. Um and uh there's some people that love this format, that there's some people that dislike it a lot. Um I think that it's it's kind of a fun and interesting way to do the playoffs, but I, I would make a couple little tweaks. Uh, here and there, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Basically, how this works is that the top eight teams, regardless of conference, will make the playoffs. Um, currently for 2021, the eight teams that, that locked up their playoff spots, starting at number one, the number one seed Connecticut Sun, number two Las Vegas Aces, number three Minnesota Lynx, number four Seattle Storm, number five Phoenix Mercury, Number six, Chicago Sky. Number seven, Dallas Wings. And number eight, New York Liberty. Um, so that's the playoff teams. Just missing the playoffs are the Washington Mystics and Los Angeles Sparks. Just barely. They actually had the same exact record as the Liberty. All three teams finishing at 12 and 20. Um, however, with tiebreakers going to the Liberty, they squeak in at the number eight spot. Atlanta Dream finished in uh, 11th place. And the Indiana Fever finished in dead last at number 12. Um, so as far as playoffs go, what happens is the top four seeds get a bye in the first round and the top two seeds get a bye in the first two rounds. So how it'll start is round one of the playoffs will be number five seed Phoenix taking on number eight seed New York and then number six seed Chicago taking on number seven seed Dallas. That will be a single elimination game with the winners advancing to face either number three seed Minnesota or number four seed Seattle. Now here's where things get interesting because Minnesota is the number three seed. They automatically will take whoever is the lowest seed winner. So the only team that they are guaranteed to not play is Phoenix because if Phoenix wins, they would automatically be be the highest seed out of that out of those four, first four and would advance to play Seattle. Um, but if New York wins or Dallas wins or Chicago, like 
New York, Dallas, like if either of those two teams win, they're going to advance to play Minnesota. So you have an advantage each round being a higher seed because you are going to automatically play whoever the lowest seed um, winner is. And that, so it doesn't follow a true like bracket style where you stay on one side of the bracket. It resets with each round. Whoever is the lowest seed coming out of each round will go on to face the highest seed of the next round. And that continues on into the semifinals uh, where number one, Connecticut and number two, Las Vegas are waiting. Round one is a single elimination. Round two is also single elimination. And then we move on to our semifinals. The, the, the top four teams will play out um, in each of those series. They will play a best of five format and then move on into the uh, WNBA finals where it is also a best of five format. So single elimination, single elimination, and then back to back best of five uh, series. That's how the playoffs work. It's a little confusing if you haven't experienced it before, um, but it adds a lot of intrigue and some variety into uh, the playoff structure. Logan, how do we do? Did I, I, I may have, uh, try and explain no, it on mic is a little tough. Uh, if you don't, if you, if you don't have like a visual to see how yeah, it works, the, but the visual definitely helps. We'll retweet. I mean, there's lots of yeah. versions out there, so we'll put one on our Twitter feed, but it's exactly what you said. And, and if you, if you just keep this one thing in mind, it'll help you out um, throughout the playoffs. If you're new to this structure, it's constantly rewarding regular season experience. Yes. So if you, you know, if you were one of the top two teams in the regular season, you're automatically in the semis. You don't have to play a single elimination game. Like the league wants to give you a chance to prove that you're the best team out there, win a, you know, win a three of five series and, and move on. So, um, these first four teams, um, you got Liberty Phoenix and you've got Dallas Chicago as your first, uh, round one matchups. They will like two of those teams will win the right to play against Seattle and Minnesota in another single elimination round. But as as Kyle said, you'll you'll see the term reseeded um, a lot. It's just teams will get reseeded after each round. That means you don't necessarily know who your opponent's going to be. Um, you you mentioned that like Minnesota knows who it's not going to be. Like they're not going to play Phoenix just because the math doesn't work that way. But you know if you're if you're Connecticut and you get a pass to the first two rounds. You're kind of assuming, like, we'll probably have Seattle on our side of the bracket. But if something wild happens um, in round two, not necessarily. Um, you might end up going against an upstart a seven Dallas seed team, or an eight you know? seed. Eight, yeah. So, and and generally that's to their benefit because it means like somebody, like an underdog, snuck through those first two rounds, and you get, you know, if you're the best team in the regular season, you get a crack at that underdog. So it's always trying to in every round after every round, it's trying to balance the playing field a little bit in favor of, you know, the, the reason that we talk about the regular season so much um, and why like getting that one seed matters um, is because of that. You get the double buy because you're in the top two and then you're constantly benefiting from any upsets in the early rounds because you're going to play potentially the weaker teams. Um, it's hard to be. It's hard to be Cinderella in the WNBA playoffs because you're always exactly, going yeah. against the, the quote unquote better team because you're always playing against the higher seed. Yeah. What, what that means for us is we have to be very precise in our predictions because we <laughs> might be predicting matchups that don't happen depending on who wins in the early round. So for instance, 
I believe we will see a Seattle versus Connecticut five game series in the semifinals. But if something weird happens um, on the other side of the bracket, like Dallas or Chicago sneaking through, then Seattle flips to the Vegas side of the bracket in the semifinals, and we don't see that matchup. So right. it, it leads to a little bit of chaos, but it's also kind of fun. Um, we've probably made it sound more <laughs> complicated than it actually is when you look at it in, in like a visual format, but it, it's really exciting. Uh, I, I think the early round single elimination is definitely a point of contention. I know WNBA coaches don't like it. Um, you work all season to get to this point just to be rewarded essentially with two wild card rounds, which mm-hmm. as you know, like anything can happen. Um, and that's for, that's for six of the eight playoff teams. Yeah. Are in these single elimination games. That's, so that's, that's scary. That's how you get like that Chicago Vegas ending from a couple years ago where, yeah. um, a, you know, a really good team got bumped out because of a half court heave. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, but it also leads to high drama. And I, I think that's okay. And as we were saying before we jumped on Mike, like you have a season that only lasts a little over 30 games. You can't really have like a 21 game playoff in, you know, following a season that that's only like three months long. So you, you do have to be pretty efficient uh, with your games and get right to, you know, the best four teams playing um, in the semifinals and then the best two teams in the finals. So uh, those double buys really matter. Uh, if, you know, it, more than any other professional sport in the U.S., like if you lock up one of those top two seeds, you essentially give yourself a coin flips chance of getting to the finals. Uh, and yeah. giving yourself a shot at the title. So, congrats. The difference to between a three seed doing that. Yeah, the difference between a three seed and a two seed in most playoff structures is pretty minimal. In this playoff structure, it's everything. It's a massive, massive advantage to hop into that top two. So, Logan, let's go ahead and break down these uh, these first two games tomorrow night. Well, as you're listening to it, it's tonight. All right, we're recording on on Wednesday. It's Thursday when most of you are listening to that tonight for y'all. It's uh, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2. We've got number six seed Chicago taking on number seven seed Dallas. This is going to be in Chicago um, with, you know, obviously Chicago, Chicago having the home court advantage in this single elimination round. Um, 8 p.m. Eastern time ESPN2. We're going to be doing a watch along party here uh, on our Twitch stream. So make sure you come and hang out here with us um, and we'll be live tweeting and, and whatnot. Um, let's just break this game down. We'll talk Phoenix, New York here in just a little bit. Logan, if you would have told me that these two teams would be facing off and and would be like really close to each other in the final standings, you know, the, just a couple games separating them. Um, Chicago finishing at 16 and 16 and Dallas at 14 and 18. Um, I would not have believed that those two teams would be the middle of the pack for the league as a whole. But yet here we are Chicago, uh, being a slight disappointment to a lot of people and Dallas kind of being a, a surprise upstart team this year. Um, as Jason and, and, uh, I can't remember Jason. Was it you? Was it Steve? I can't remember. Um, said that they, uh, they have the best fun over expectation ratio, um, in the league. So Dallas and Chicago, Logan, who, uh, what stands out to you in this matchup? Before you give a prediction, just what stands out to you in this matchup? Who are some of your players to watch for? Yeah. What stands out is the fact that the Chicago Sky are facing a single elimination first round matchup. 
against a team that's beaten them twice this year. Um, mm. This is a Chicago team that we, not just us, but just the general Twitterverse was talking about as a heavy contender as soon as the Candace Parker news broke. Um, it feels, it feels scary. I don't, I don't know any Chicago Sky fans that are like all excited about facing Dallas tomorrow. Um, because this, right. uh, like I said, they have a, you know, Dallas beat them two games to one throughout the regular season. They've, they've also got like an overtime win against Seattle when Seattle was like their dominant selves. They're a dangerous team. And I think they know going into Chicago that they're not supposed to win that game and they don't particularly care. I watched that Marina Mabry interview a little while ago where she's talking about, you know, play, you know, people expect you to play like you're young and inexperienced in the playoffs. But the thing is, you don't have to do that. Like you can play like you've been there before. You can come in with a mentality that's like, I deserve to be here. So I know they will be a popular upset pick because people are really disappointed in Chicago this year. I'm definitely among those that wish they would have been a better team. They were really inconsistent. These two teams only finished two games apart from each other in the standings, which I don't know. Like if you weren't watching the actual numbers, it probably feels like Chicago still finished like way above where Dallas was because Dallas had some rough stretches of the season, but ultimately they ended up right next to each other. That's why we've got them in the six, seven matchup. Um, I'm really interested to see what the young guns in Dallas do on the road against an admittedly, you know, battle tested Chicago team. I know Chicago hasn't gotten the job done, but Candace Parker has been here before. Um, Vandersloot is going to do her thing. Like the, the stars on that roster are going to show out, even if you don't get, you know, the biggest game from like a diamond shields, who's had kind of a down year. Um, there's, there's still so many players on that roster that have been in the playoffs before and suffered disappointment that they know how to handle their business, um, versus, you know, you've got a wings team that the best thing you have going for them is they haven't really been in the playoffs a whole lot. So they don't know any better than to just go out there and play well. Like they, it, 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 there's something in the mentality of, of young teams. That's like, ah, we don't know. We're supposed to lose. Like we, like <laughs> we, we can go in there. Arike can go in and get like a 30 burger on any given night. Maybe can be like a great second, you know, second weapon if they go all in on defending her. So um, I'll, I'll save my actual prediction for, for your takes, but I think the player to watch in this game is certainly Candace Parker. She's the engine that makes Chicago go. They're going to be at home. That's the acquisition that made them feel like they were a contender. And if she has a good game, I don't know if there's a lot Dallas can do about it. Mm. Um, I love those takes. I think again, on paper, you would say that Chicago has a lot more talent. They've got big names. They've got perennial all-stars on that squad and just they have not been able to put it together this season it's just it seems like just something hasn't clicked for chicago dallas on the other hand came in a lot of people had them way toward the bottom of the rankings uh most people having them miss the playoffs um dallas has been a really fun team to watch this year and that's that's interesting to say about a seven seed but they really have been um, a, a lot of fun for me. My players to watch are Kalia Copper out of Chicago. I think that she might be the the next big thing yep. in this league. Um, I see her. She's on a similar trajectory from what we saw 
out of Jonquil Jones just a couple seasons ago. And Jonquil Jones right now is probably the favorite to win MVP this season. Um, she's kind of on that same trajectory where she was a little quiet and then came out and has exploded onto the scene and been a huge contributor for a Chicago Sky team that has players like uh, Candace Parker, Allie Quigley, uh, Courtney Vandersloot, Diamond to Shields, and this is Kalia Copper's team. So that's been, that's a lot of fun. I think the Copper's my my player to watch for on um on Chicago, Dallas. I don't know about you, Logan, but I have this this image in my mind of an angry Arike Agumbawale uh in the All Star game. You know, <laughs> not playing for Team USA, wanting to go out and prove something, and Agumbawale really just taking over and uh basically willing the WNBA All-Stars to a victory against Team USA in Las Vegas earlier this season. This is Arike's first opportunity to be in the WNBA playoffs, and I just can't wait to see what she does with it. I'm really excited uh to see what playoff Agumba Wale looks like because we've seen her in a similar format with single elimination games. The last time we saw her in single elimination games in a quote unquote playoff format, she hit back to back buzzer beaters to win a national championship. Um, that's not bad. So I'm excited to see, uh, what Agumba Wale does, uh, in this matchup. Logan, let's go ahead and get predictions for this first round. Who are you taking Chicago or Dallas? Uh, like I said, I think uh, Dallas will be a popular upset pick here because of the relative disappointment that Chicago's delivered. I believe Chicago is going to win this game because they have the best player in the game. I think Candace Parker is not going to let them lose this one at home. Uh, it's gotcha. just hard for me to picture. I I know uh, I know Steve's got Dallas in this game. I've seen a lot of people taking Dallas because they have posted some impressive victories this year. And Chicago is just so inconsistent. They don't have a good bench. Sometimes they don't shoot well. If they're out of rhythm early, they have a hard time coming to themselves. But I'm a, I'm just a believer that Candace Parker is a star and she's going to find a way to win at home. And I also am worried about Arike Gubawale trying to play hero ball in this game. As you mentioned, mm-hmm. like, like you mentioned the positive side of having her in a playoff series be your, like your A1. I think there's a negative slant to it as well, and that's that she takes a ton of shots. And she's not always the most efficient player. She scores a lot of points, but it sometimes comes to the detriment of the team. And I'm worried that she might feel a little bit of pressure to go out and be the one to get it done and maybe overextend herself and force offense where where like there isn't any. So I'm... You know, I'm a little worried about that. She literally, I, I had this stats in front of me uh, a second ago. Nobody on Chicago's roster has taken more than like, even close to more than like 400 shots on the season. I think Kalia Copper is their leading scorer with 462 points. Arike mm-hmm. um, Gumbawale has 599 points on the season. She's taken 520 <laughs> shots. She shoots at a 38% clip. She's just a bulk shooter like she's she's never going to be shy about taking shots so if she's on that's great but i'm a little worried that their their depth like i don't think chicago's depth is going to hurt them in this game because dallas doesn't exactly have the deepest bench either um so i'm going to be boring and take the sky um and hopefully you know i've avoided jinxing them all year but (laughs) hopefully i don't start now i do want (laughs) to see them get you know 
I don't know. I don't actually know. Well, I, I need to let you give your prediction, but I don't actually know who I want to win this game. That's that's how I feel right now. Is I don't know who I want to win this game, um, and I don't feel comfortable picking either of these teams. I neither of these teams really excite me about the playoffs, but I am excited about this one game. I don't think either of these teams has the horses to go on a deep run in the playoffs. Um, either of them could potentially. Uh, pull an upset if they uh, if we see Phoenix out of the other side uh, advance. I think either one of these teams could pull an upset on someone like Minnesota. Um, they've got they've got enough to do that, but I I don't see either of these teams even doing much in a series at all. So I'm not predicting a, a deep run for either. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Dallas gets this one. I just think that um, I think that there's there's enough there to make, to get it done in one game. We've seen them do well in single games. Um, and I just feel like Chicago is just missing passion and the playoffs are all about passion. And as, as maybe non-statistical and, and kind of a just off the cuff type of, of uh comment as that is, I got to go. I think Dallas's vibe is better going into, into this that, matchup. So I'm taking, I'm taking Dallas. True. <laughs> yeah, if we're going based on vibe alone, that's um, I, I would agree with that. So I, I'm very excited to watch this game. But as as I mentioned, I don't think either of us are really like, oh, the playoffs are going to be way better if one team wins versus the other. Like I'm I'm down right. for you know I would love for, either for one Chicago of these teams. to like pull their head out of the barrel it's been in all year, and I would love for <laughs> yeah. Dallas to to keep kind of marching forward. Like every extra practice this Dallas team can get together now is going to benefit them in the future. So, um, so Steve and I both have Dallas. I know you've got Chicago. Jason lives in the Dallas area. So I'm wondering if he's going to take Dallas as well. Um, we'll see. Jason's actually in the chat right now. Jason, who do you have as a prediction for this game? Dallas, Dallas in overtime. In overtime. Ooh, okay. That's a good, yeah. So uh, that's I, three of us picking the upset pick here. I'll, I'll say this. If it goes to overtime, I definitely wouldn't bet against Dallas. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm taking Chicago in this game for sure. I'm going to be wearing my sky hat, but like if it goes to Dallas, if it goes to overtime, it means Chicago's doing something wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so next up, I want to talk. This next series, okay? Phoenix and New York, in my opinion, there is no larger gap between two teams that could match up in the playoffs than there is between Phoenix and New York. Um, these two teams, <laughs> these two teams, uh, have had completely opposite, uh, second halves of the seasons. Um, Phoenix coming into uh, as the number five seed went on a 10 game winning streak coming out of the Olympic break, just absolutely pummeling everyone until their final three games where they came across the likes of Connecticut, the number one seed, Seattle, a top team in the league and Las Vegas, the number two seed. So they finished their regular season losing three straight, but those three games were against the top teams in the league. And two of those games were, well, one game was by a single point and the other game was just by a couple points. Um, Phoenix has looked really, really good down the stretch. The exact opposite could be said about New York. New York, uh, other than their last game that they played the Washington Mystics effectively knocking, uh, you know, kind of knocking Washington, uh, down a peg and, and trying to secure their, 
their victory here in and uh, advancing into the playoffs. Prior to that victory against Washington, they were on an eight game losing streak, including only winning one out of the previous uh, one out of 12 games going all the way back to July 9th. Like this team that everybody was really excited about, they were in the top half of the league for, for a decent part, part of the early season has absolutely fallen apart toward the end of the season. And you couldn't pick a two, two more uh, different trajectories than Phoenix and New York. That being said, it's one game. This is one game. I think if this is a three or five game series, it's it's not a question who you take in this, but it is one single game. So Logan, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on this matchup? And then go ahead and give us the give us your prediction. Uh, this is a little tough because I I'm seeing news that DT is questionable for this game, and that certainly matters. Um, that's a mm-hmm. that's a really big impactful player that might not be out there for Phoenix. I think the the easiest off the cuff take is that Phoenix is just too talented to to go out and lose to a Liberty team that <laughs> like should just be happy to be here, right? Like they <laughs> they upped their win total over last season by ten games. Like they they're in the playoffs. Good for the Liberty. That's actually I not to toot my own horn, but like pretty much everybody who made the playoffs is exactly what I thought. Like Dallas and New York both slipped in. I think Dallas actually has like a chance to do something about it. I think the Liberty are basically just going to get an extra practice in and a, and a good like, all right, we know what it's like to be in the playoffs. Phoenix knows a little bit more about that than we do. You know, like that's, right. it's going to be it's going to be a tall order. But Natasha Howard has been really good for them as of late. They've got a legitimate star in Bit Nigel Laney who wants to prove herself. Um, maybe Sabrina can can go out there and, and be like that third weapon that she sometimes is on the offensive end. She's always a good facilitator, but she has potential to, to put up a lot of points. So they, they do have players in New York that know how to play in big games, right? Natasha Howard's a champion. Um, right. But Nigel Laney's played at times this year like she's an MVP candidate. Like They can do some good things. But as you mentioned in our last preview, the vibe around the team does matter because what the vibe actually is, is how well are they playing together on the court right now? And Phoenix is sharing the ball. They're playing near playoff caliber basketball, like leading up to the postseason. They know what this time of year is about. They know how to focus um, and get like get those hard, you know, the when, when it comes to the, the hard things in a game, when it comes to rebounding, getting to the foul line, taking care of the ball, like those things are second nature to a Phoenix team that's been there so many times before. And I think the Liberty are going to spend a lot of energy just trying to get the basics down that it's going to be really hard for them to to then take the next step forward and, and actually outscore this Phoenix team over a full game. So. Um, that's a long-winded way of, of predicting. I mean, I, I've looked at a lot of the numbers. It, it's a little encouraging that in a single elimination game, you do have a Liberty team that shoots the three ball pretty well. Um, they're Overall, they're a pretty good shooting team, actually. Um, they, they move the ball about as well as Phoenix. They average pretty close to the same amount of assists per game. They turn the ball over more, and that's that concerns me a lot. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously they're just... On paper, they're an inferior team. They're less experienced. They're probably a year ahead of schedule. Um, maybe not in win total, but certainly in being in the playoffs. I think we were all expecting more of this sort of thing next year from them. 
So it's sort of their inaugural, you know, I, this core is going to be together for the next four years. We've talked about that extensively on the show. This is like their inaugural playoff experience where they might get smashed by double digits in this game. It might not be like a particularly exciting game down the stretch in the second half, but it's intriguing in the sense that we all kind of expect to see them back in the playoffs over the next couple of years together and to see them grow together and, and hopefully, you know, get to the point where they're snagging one of those buys and don't have to deal with the, the single elimination rounds. But this will be a learning experience for them. I am predicting a Phoenix win by a significant margin, even if DT doesn't play. I'm wondering if there's any take besides that, that that you feel or if we're in agreement here. You've really covered most of what I had to say, to be honest. I think that, that we're in agreement on most of this. This Liberty team does slightly remind me of, uh, of the 2017 Seattle Storm. Has some pieces, maybe some of those pieces are young or inexperienced, but they're close to putting something together. They're one or two pieces away from really actually being pretty dangerous. Um, Seattle came in as the eight seed in 2017, um, and lost, but immediately won a championship two of the next three seasons. Um, and, uh, and I think that New York has come a long way from the, where they were last year being an absolute, almost a joke of a team, you know, just barely squeaking out two wins over the course of an entire season to now making the playoffs. Um, I think Phoenix is for sure taking this game, but, um, I, I could see, I see big things in the future for the New York Liberty. So, so both of us have Phoenix over, uh, New York. Steve also looks like has, uh, Phoenix over New York. Jason, if you're still in the chat, go ahead and throw us your, oh, he's got, uh, he's got a prediction already in there. He says Phoenix by double digits or more. So, well, well not more digits, not by a hundred. Um, <laughs> but 10 something. plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phoenix by 10 plus points. Uh, so there's our predictions. Uh, we are all predicting Phoenix to take uh, care of business in this one. Um, Logan. Oh, and by the way, just so everybody knows that game is, uh, so don't change the channel after you watch the first matchup, continue to uh, keep it on ESPN to um, this New York Phoenix matchup is going to take place at 10 PM Eastern time um, immediately following Dallas and Chicago. So, Make sure that you're just watching that double header. Um, uh, might be our last opportunity. See, it is going to be our last opportunity to see two of these teams play this season. Um, as we, as we move into the off season at following the playoffs here, but we've got this, uh, we've got our predictions in for these first two matchups. Now, Logan, before we start to wrap things up, I want to do something with you. I want to have a playoff prediction, uh, like full layout of the entire format here um, all the way through to the championship, how you see it playing out. But I don't want any explanations. I just want who's okay. winning. <laughs> and in a se- and if it's a series, how many games uh, were played in that series? So Twitter, if you've Twitter's got Connecticut, <laughs> that's okay. If, if you've got Connecticut in four, tell me Connecticut in four, okay. but zero explanations. I just want how you see the playoffs, uh, how you see the playoffs happening, starting with this first round, remind everybody your picks there and then go through all the way to the championship. Let's hear it. All right. So I have Chicago getting through the first round, despite probably my, my better instinct um, and facing Minnesota in another single elimination game. I I'm going to take Minnesota. 
Uh, on the other side of the bracket, I've got Phoenix getting through, which we all have picked, which means we get another Phoenix Seattle classic uh, in a single elimination game. No explanation. I'm going to take the Mercury. Uh, okay. Wow, this is really hard to say without adding additional like context. <laughs> yep, no zero context, just who so you're picking. I've got the Mercury uh, getting through and therefore playing Connecticut. Mm-hmm. In a in a in a one five matchup, I'm going to take Connecticut in three. Okay, so a um, sweep. All and right. On the other side, let's see. I've got Minnesota getting through and playing Vegas. Ooh, this <laughs> this is really like how how high do I want to be on Minnesota? You know, um, Vegas is so good. I really didn't think about this series until now. I think I'll take Vegas in five. Okay. Great series. Vegas in five. Connecticut's going to So, so you've got Connecticut and Vegas in the finals. Uh, which is chalk. And I know that that's boring. Like I don't really have any, I don't really have any that's upsets right. throughout my, throughout my playoffs, but the, the, the playoff structure is not <laughs> kind to potential upsets. Um, Connecticut versus Vegas. I'm taking Connecticut in four. Okay. Connecticut is your champion in four games over the Las Vegas Aces. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I'm going to run through Steve's predictions uh, really quick before I give my own. Steve has Phoenix over New York and Dallas over Chicago, uh, which would advance Phoenix to play Seattle. Um, and he's got Phoenix also advancing, uh, past that. So you and Steve both have Phoenix going into the semis to face the Connecticut Sun. He has Minnesota beating Dallas, similar to you have Minnesota beating Chicago. Um, he has Connecticut over Phoenix in three games, Connecticut getting the sweep, and he's got Vegas over the Lynx in five. So you guys pick okay. the exact same. <laughs> Semi-final, uh, yeah, he just, he's more of a believer in Dallas than, than I am. But besides that, <laughs> yeah, that's literally the only change is that he had Dallas over, uh, over Chicago. Um, and in the finals, he has the sun. He had, uh, he has Connecticut beating Vegas in three. He, uh, he, he wants to add, he boldly claimed that Connecticut would not lose the rest of this season. So far, they're on a 14 game winning streak and he's sticking with that. They're going to win six straight through the semis and finals to come out 2021 WNBA champion. So there's Steve's predictions. Um, let me get mine really quick. Uh, I've got Phoenix over New York and I've got Dallas over Chicago. I'm going to go ahead and pick Seattle over Phoenix. Uh, in this next round, I, I, I do think that Seattle, um, has looked sluggish and, you know, they've been battling some injuries. We're not really sure where Bree Stewart stands. That being said, I think there's been a little bit of a, uh, a break. There's some rest here. No context. I like, oh yeah, sorry. Seattle <laughs> over Phoenix. Thank you for another reminder. I totally it's forgot. So Seattle hard. over, it's so hard. Seattle over Phoenix. I've got them advancing and I've got also Minnesota beating, uh, Dallas. So I think the Sun are going to beat Seattle, but I've got that going to a five-game series. Um, I think that Seattle's going to steal two games, but Connecticut's in the end going to advance to the finals. 
Um, and I like Minnesota over Las Vegas yeah. in four games. Yeah, that's the one I'm most uh, like. I, I thought not we were sure on. Differ that's on a tough one. It's such a I I've been like, very high. I've been very high on Minnesota this this year. So I've got Minnesota over Vegas in four games. Um, so that moves Connecticut and Minnesota into the finals. And in that matchup, I think that Connecticut's going to beat Minnesota in four. So there's my, there's my predictions, uh, as it, as it happens. Let's get Jason's are coming in right now. He's got Phoenix over New York. So Phoenix advancing Dallas over Chicago advancing. He's also three of us have Phoenix beating Seattle. In that second round, that probably means and, Minis- and Minnesota also beating Dallas. Okay, um, Las Vegas and Connecticut both beating uh, their teams in the uh, uh, Las Vegas and Connecticut both beating the um, their teams in in the series to advance against each other in the finals. Uh, Jason Asia makes a Hall of Fame performance to allow Las Vegas to win in five. So G- Logan and Steve have Connecticut um, and myself. We've all got Connecticut winning the championship. Jason's the only one to have Las Vegas winning. Um, I'm the only one to have anyone other than Las Vegas to advance to the finals. I've got Minnesota. So there you have it. There's our official predictions. Who knows what's actually going to happen. It's playoff time. Um, before we wrap up, Logan, I have, your favorite part of any episode that we ever do. I've got two five-star reviews to read. Five-star reviews. The first five-star review comes from E. Grant. Uh, the title is Great Pod. And it's it's pretty short and simple, but we love it. It says, this podcast has a little bit of everything, and I really enjoy it. I'm a better W fan because of podcasts like this. Appreciate that. And honestly, same. We're better W fans because of our podcast as well. (laughs) So there we go. Um, Appreciate that five-star review, E. Grant. Uh, That's a ton of fun for us. We love these. We also have a second one by Maggie McFly. Five-star review. Title of it says, I finally have WNBA friends. And then the the text below says, kinda, sorta. I have loved the WNBA and the Connecticut Sun since its first day at Mohegan Sun Arena, but rarely over the last 18 years have I had anyone to talk shop with. Although I'm not an actual part of the conversation, it's so nice to hear others talking about the WNBA. And I'm not alone. The best parts of the game break, the best parts are the game breakdowns and player comparisons. Keep it up, guys. I'll be listening. And then she puts in parentheses and talking back. So, Maggie, as you're listening to this episode, we hope that you're giving us your takes out loud, even if we're not hearing them. Tell us what you think. We love it. All right. If you do want us to know what you think, hit us up on Twitter, at WME Nation Pod. Let us know your takes. We want to hear all of your playoff predictions. So once you hit this part of the episode, go ahead, hop on your Twitter and uh, you can either DM us or you can tag us in your tweet. What are your official playoff predictions? Um, get them out before the game start at 8 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday as you're listening to this. Yeah, and, uh, um, and Maggie, if you're listening to this episode, let me know what jersey I need to get when the Connecticut Sun win it all this year. I want to know which which uh, which... <laughs> Which player and which style? Because the Connecticut Sun jerseys are so good. 
Um, so <laughs> drop drop that in the Twitter as well. I, I'm going to need help. Absolutely. Logan, any last words, any last messages to our listeners before we sign off for the night? That was really it. Tune in to ESPN2. Um, playoffs are going to get going here. We're going to be doing regular watch parties and, and have more content for you. Um, want to apologize for any lulls that have happened over the last couple of weeks as our lives have gotten crazy, but we're excited to be back on now. Um, and holy crap, it's full speed ahead to championship time. I mean, this is where, this is where you write your name in the history books. So this could be, uh, this could be Asia Wilson's year. We've all expected her to get a ring at some point. This could be the sun's time. This could be, uh, like, like gems time to shine in Seattle. There are so many different storylines that could happen in this postseason. Right now in the stream chat, we're discussing the possibility of the Liberty going on a deep run and just making us all look stupid. So every, <laughs> you know, everything's Twitch out. Twitch is there. a blast. Everything's open for discussion. Um, we're going to be here for it all. So, so keep up with us and, uh, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Well, that's it, everybody. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, we're excited for the playoffs. But for WNBA Nation, I'm Kyle Haywood. I'm Logan Jones. And we got you next time.